Hi, I'm Harmony, and I'm the director of worship for the Vineyard in the UK and Ireland. And if you are just joining us for the first time this month, you're so welcome. In this season, our videos are going to speak into some of the questions that you are asking me and our team at Vineyard Worship. So today's question is, does the vineyard do prophetic worship? Well, the short answer is yes. And yet I think the reason why this question is bubbling up is because we haven't talked or taught on it very much in recent times. So we're going to take a few minutes in this video to introduce the topic of prophetic worship into our vocabulary again in hopes that it whets our appetite for more. I want to start by sharing a story with you. Now, a couple of years ago, I visited a church and during the worship, my friend elbowed me and was like, look at the front of the stage, look at the front of the stage. And on the stage, there were a number of painters. And on that stage, I saw a woman painting the painting that you see behind me, which uh, particularly from a distance looked exactly like my face. And it even looked like it could have been set in Ireland. So it goes without saying that firstly, I was very surprised because this painter and I had never met. Um, we did meet after and she prayed for me and prophesied over me. And actually I'm only just beginning to see a couple of years later some of the things that she prophesied over me. But isn't it astounding how God sees each one of us and how he wants to connect and speak to us. And I will never ever forget that moment. We probably all have moments like that in our lives when we know that God is speaking. So many times this happens during worship. Even this painting, it was being painted during worship. I have so many other crazy stories of things God has done in worship, and I'm sure you do too, where God has spoken to people in really profound and life-changing ways. One such story is when a guy came up to me after a service and asked me if I had been singing his name in a worship song. Well, I hadn't. I didn't even sing anything that sounded like his name, but he heard me singing his name, and that must have been the work of the Holy Spirit. We need to tell these stories, not so that we can look cool or good, but so that we can encourage each other and build each other up in our faith in what God can do in and through us as worship leaders, musicians, and creatives. It's lovely to hear from people that they think that we sing really well or play our instrument really well, but what we really need to hear and remind ourselves of are the times when the King and His Kingdom shows up in our worship. So before we talk about prophetic worship, let's talk very briefly about prophecy. I'd love us to look at two passages very briefly. The first is 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Verse 1, Paul writes, Follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. And then in verse 3 he says, But everyone who prophesies speaks to men for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. The purpose of this is that the church may be edified. The Apostle Paul encourages us to follow the way of love. Prophecy in worship or anywhere is ultimately about following the way of love, edifying, building up. When we prophesy, the aim is to strengthen, to encourage, and to comfort. We don't prophesy in order to get attention and recognition from people. We prophesy in order to give and share God's heart with others. A friend of mine who teaches on the prophetic always says, we don't prophesy for a strong identity, we prophesy from a strong identity. So step one in prophetic worship is to love the body of Christ, to love your community, 
to see them as God sees them, and to use your prophetic gift to encourage them and speak and sing, play life over them. One of the reasons why I think we avoid talking about or practicing the prophetic in worship is to do with the concerns we have around doing it safely. Maybe we've seen some unhelpful models or situations where the prophetic wasn't pastored very well. But I would love us in the vineyard to be intentional about practicing the prophetic well and following the way of love. Let's not abdicate on something that Paul tells us to eagerly desire. Let's do it well. In my view, a healthy model of prophetic worship is a safe place led by safe people where dangerous things can happen. Because when God speaks, anything can happen. I can remember a moment when a prophetic word delivered to our church in a service launched our whole community into a new season. The second scripture that we're going to look at today is Ephesians 5.19. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Here we see psalms and hymns, so liturgy which is already written and widely used, as well as songs in the moment or in and from the Spirit. Both of these things have a place in our gathered worship. Let's talk a little bit about these songs in the moment. The first thing is that these moments require us to take risks to step into them. God does not open up our mouths and make us sing. We choose to partner with Him. I've often found that I'll get a phrase or a melody in the moment, but I still have to open my mouth and sing it out. In other words, I just have to get over myself. I've been known to say these moments are easily missed, but equally, these moments are also easily seized. And these moments are spaces in our worship sets that can be planned for. Yes, it is possible to plan for the spontaneous. I'm increasingly aware that God isn't going to hijack my worship set and insert himself into it. He will, however, visit us and speak to us if we make room for him. And so here are some simple things that you can do to create space in a worship set. First, Look for the place in your set where you can create that space. I'll usually earmark a place or maybe two where we can linger and wait on the Lord between this song and this song, for instance. It's not unspiritual to plan to make room for the Holy Spirit. We do it in ministry time. We say, oh, we're gonna do our ministry time at the end of the service. We don't necessarily know what the Holy Spirit is gonna do, but we plan to make room for it. Second is, let your band in on the action. Help train them for it. Spend some time in your rehearsals, maybe going over a chord sequence or saying to them, here, between this song and this song, here's where we're gonna do it and here's how to follow me in it. So then point three would be keep your eyes open. Just like we say when we're praying for people, keep your eyes open so you can see what is happening in the room. Number four, talk to the Holy Spirit in the set. What are you doing, Holy Spirit? And that can be hard to do when you're also juggling all the other things of leading or playing. Plan, plan it into your worship set. Make sure there's a space where you have little going on, maybe, that you can think about what's happening and what God is doing and interact with Him. Okay, so number five, don't manufacture something, but don't chicken out of it either. It's a delicate balance sometimes but we get better at doing that by doing it. Number six, bring your community with you. 
Just like the rest of the worship set, are people connecting? But more than that, are you teaching them to wait on God? And if you're singing something unfamiliar, then can they join with you? It's not about being clever and showcasing our talent. It's not a prophetic solo. So we do need to be mindful of taking other people with us on the journey. And number seven, you don't have to fill every space with words. Musical space can be prophetic. I have sometimes been more ministered to in my spirit by a violin or an instrument playing than by someone singing words. And lastly, so difficult, but we need to get feedback just like anything else in life. We need to choose to grow by getting honest and constructive feedback. So those are a couple of simple things that we can do. I think it's also important just to mention that a piece of scripture or a song that's already written by someone else can be prophetic for that moment. And we've have a, we have a song in our community that is really, really connecting with people at the minute. And it has that sense of God is saying this to us right now. We didn't write it, someone else did, and we're benefiting from it. So I just wanted to mention that for, for some of us that are are just developing in this area. How we plan our set list, how we interact with the Holy Spirit around picking our songs for our set list is as important as the other things that we spoke about. So my prayer for us as worshiping communities scattered around these islands is that we will become increasingly in tune with what the Holy Spirit is saying and that we will love our communities well, follow the way of love as Paul encourages us to do, and eagerly desire the gift of prophecy, that we will practice that gift, not just in song and on stage, but in our everyday lives. That is where our greatest platform for prophetic worship is, to sing over our homes, our workplaces, our towns, and our cities. So let's do so with a great confidence and expectancy. We would really love to hear from you, so please do get in touch. Maybe you have a question that you would like us to talk about in these videos. And for those of you that are joining us at the retreat, don't miss the opportunity for personal prophetic sessions. So stay tuned for that information as well. I hope we see you soon.